Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and with me in the room is my entire Monorail fa- My entire Monorail family, from top to bottom, soup to nuts, the Monorail family. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with the person directly across from me. Who are you today? Crazy Frog's biggest fan. Go, go crazy. No one knows what that is anymore. That's Everyone a- knows what that is. That's a dated reference. No, McKenna. it's not. I love Crazy Frog. Bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> it's a lot more than that. I know. You wouldn't know. I'm Crazy Frog's okay. biggest fan. Crazy Frog's biggest fan. McKenna Monorail is here with us today, sitting to her right. Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail is here. What do you think of Crazy Frog? Um, I have no opinion. No opinion. I think it was inappropriate. He needed to cover up. <laughs> I mean, that's true. It was a naked frog. He was a naked frog. And finally. Chicken nugget. Chicken nugget. Also, he doesn't look like a frog. He's wearing he a, a hat. Frog. He doesn't look like I a frog. I remember him just being totally unclothed. Maybe his clothing inspiration came from Kermit. Yeah, Kermit. But Kermit wears a collar, at least. Yeah, but he has a hat. What is that collar supposed to be? That Kermit wears. It's not like biological, right? That's a clothing choice. Maybe so no, he could pull his, his hair back. What? If it gets what? in his face, he could take his collar and pull his hair back. He uh, have hair. It's a hair tie. <laughs> you know how I wear hair ties around my wrist? No, he wears I did one not. around his neck. Do you think maybe it's like a spike chain, like he's a punk rocker? Or he's a clown. No, it's his pattern on his skin. <laughs> it's a skin pattern. Yeah. Interesting. I never thought of it as a skin pattern. I always thought of it as either some sort of a weird appendage or a collar that he's wearing. A necklace. He's got style. Mm-hmm. He's got class. He was there. And so he became the nanny. No. You know that reference? I nope. know the Fran nanny. Drescher. I've never seen the nanny. I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know about Fran the Drescher. nanny? You should know at least about the name. It was a sitcom. You wouldn't like it because it was about a family living in a house where things happened and there was a lesson every time. Oh so <laughs> No, McKenna. <It's> <laughs> and SpongeBob you know, stuff happens and then it, it's, it's fine. SpongeBob. SpongeBob doesn't have a family living with him unless you SpongeBob count Gary. SpongeBob isn't a sitcom. It, it is. It's a cartoon sitcom, right? How? No, you wouldn't a call car- that a sitcom? SpongeBob no. a sitcom? I guess it's I a just situational like comedy. Sitcoms. Mm. No, he uh, goes on different little adventures. Yeah. I don't know. I consider SpongeBob a sitcom comedy. Sitcom comedy. Well, then, like every show, every funny show is a sitcom. Like, yeah, sure. Situations happen, and it's funny. Sure, I agree. No, every, that's horrible. Every funny show is a sitcom. That's my opinion. There's just one genre of funny shows. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, we're not here to talk about Fran Drescher or the, how to categorize funny shows. 
We're here to talk about Walt Disney World. And to do that, we're going to tell you about our experience at Universal this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. First, before we get into it, this is episode 112 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. And this is June 15th, 2020. We're almost halfway through the year. It's insane. Yeah. It feels like it's been a blur because we've spent most of the year locked up indoors. I, I don't think I like 2020 very much. I don't either. Who does? Yeah, I'm ready for the next one. Can somebody hit fast forward, please? 2021 maybe be a little better. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so, um, but it is true. Now, listen, before I get into this, I just want to, I want to calm any fears that you may have. We're not changing the show. We're not changing our name. No. Nope. We're still the Monorail family. And I still think Disney is a hundred times better. We than love Universal. Disney. Disney is our home. Now, what we are doing is kind of getting some experience in Universal that we didn't have before that we feel like is going to help our perspective on Disney. It gives us some comparisons, some some things to think about. And there are things that Universal does that I think are positive and good. And, you know, we didn't necessarily have that perspective in the past. The kids had both been to... Both, well, actually, all three of you had been to both parks. Mm-hmm. None of us have been to Volcano Bay. Um, but I had never been to Islands of Adventure. And my only time that I'd been to Universal was when it was only the studios. And it was like probably... I'm going to say it was like 26 years ago when I went. So we're talking Confrontation. We're talking Back to the Future, the ride. We're talking Jaws. Everything that I loved, gone. Yeah, too bad. Sucks to be you. Doesn't exist anymore. The only thing that's still there, the last remaining vestige of original Universal Studios is E.T. I you, hate that You hate ride. that. I think E.T. Um, is something that haunts my nightmares. Like, for real. <laughs> If I want to have, like, a full-on, it's the scariest dream I've ever had, it would be, like, you know, someone's trying to murder me, and then E.T. in the end is laying in his hospital bed with ashy skin going, Elliot, I'd be like, this is it, I'm done. I hate him. Hate him. I don't think that's fair. He was sick. He's really not that scary. And he was sick in the scene you're talking about. He's just a little dude. He's in his hospital bed. He can't do anything to you. When you're a little girl and you watch all I'm these people, <laughs> you watch all these people in their white outfits and there's E.T. in a white tent with ashy skin and he keeps saying, Elliot, that's a terrifying well, it scene. Might, it might be scary back then, but now it's not. No, that's horror. E.T. is film. a sweetheart. It's a sweet film. Uh-uh. It is. He's just a little alien buddy. He's lost. I don't like it. He's he wants really to go just... home to his horrible planet full of scarier monsters yeah, than him. exactly. That's mm. all he wants. He wants to phone home. And that gut? <sighs> Terrifying. Oh, he's just, it's a cute little pot belly. He's a cute guy. I don't know about that. And also, yeah. you have to love them because ETs exist in Star Wars thanks to the prequels. So they're in the same universe. Yeah, no, that's so, that's a mess up. Technically, E.T. is a Disney princess. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not royalty. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, we did go to Universal this weekend. I got my first taste of Islands of Adventure, and I mean, I think the big thing that we really wanted to experience there was what is theme park life like now that places are reopening after. Everything shut down for COVID-19. So it was 
interesting. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of feelings about it. Coming up soon, hopefully next week. We, we haven't locked it down yet, but hopefully next week. We're going to sit down with Jeremy and Rhonda from Main Street Magic, and we're really going to dig into it because they also became Universal Pass holders. And we're going to basically talk about what we experienced there and apply that to how we think that's going to you know, translate to the Walt Disney World Resort. But I guess the main thing I want to say to you is I think previously going into this, we all knew we were going to be required to wear masks the whole time that we were there. Yeah. And... You know, we know Florida is hot. Florida is humid. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it, it will be fine. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. So just know that going in. Yeah. Like, it, it it just is. But you have to do it. You do it because those are the rules. And you follow the rules. If you want to be there, you follow the rules. Right? That's what you should do. My biggest thing, and I'll talk about it more when we speak with Jeremy and Rhonda. Um, so... The big thing that I saw, the difference is when people were posting videos during the week, it seemed like it was going to be pretty safe mm -hmm. and not crowded. And um, I'll talk about it more, but that wasn't my right. experience. A lot of times you see vloggers going during the week and then we go on a Saturday and it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it changed my mind a little bit about how comfortable I am. I will say for sure Islands of Adventure was way more busy way busier than yeah, than universal busier. studios <laughs> yeah universal studios is if you if you are going to be anxious about high crowds the studios is going to be better for you yeah for um, sure i mean I, and with the spikes that are happening right now you should be anxious yeah. a little bit so what do you guys think just high level general feelings thoughts it was uh my body is very tired that's a good point yeah I have not been out a lot yeah. in quarantine, barely. I've been barely exercising any and taking a big break from walking around the parks mm -hmm. like every single weekend right. for hours straight <laughs> um, has taken a toll yeah. on my body doing it once again. Yes. I am in a lot of pain. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that bad for me. I was okay. When we got home, I was happy to be home, but mostly because then I could talk to my friends, but I didn't really get tired out there. Um, I was scared the whole time. I didn't want to get sick. Yeah. But I had fun. I think, um, just like you said, Sam, knowing the numbers are spiking, knowing that as things open up, we are seeing an increase in positive cases and things. I think people just have to be careful and have to be aware. I mean, this isn't gone. No. It's It's still a problem. And, you know, we're... We have to be aware of it. We have to take every precaution we can. We we carried with us hand sanitizer. We had our masks. We tried very hard to stay away from people. In Islands of Adventure, it was difficult. It was impossible. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you just try to be aware. Try not to touch things. I do also think it's f very fair to say, like, we can't let the virus stop us from doing stuff and let the fear of it take over. But what yeah. we did and what like Jeremy and Rhonda's family were doing was important, which was wearing the mask, trying to stay away from people. And we hand sanitized all the time. We did. And we were all very aware of touching our faces. Too. Yeah, we were. And we were trying not to touch railings, trying not to touch as much as possible. Try, right. Just trying not to touch things. So just be careful. That's all you can do. Try to protect yourself. 
But McKenna, you brought up a really good point. It's something I thought about. I've been very sore today. Like my whole body is sore. Like even my neck is sore. Why? Why is my neck sore? That doesn't make sense. But you're right. We were going to the the parks every weekend. We were getting 20,000 steps. Yeah. On a Saturday, on a Sunday, we were doing this. We were riding rides. We were getting bumped around. We were out there in the heat. I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was hot. I was sweaty. I was tired. There were like two or three times that I was like, I think I'm ready to go home. And that was like at 11 a.m. Yeah. You know, it started early because I was just wearing down fast. No theme park stamina. And I think this is going to be important. If you're thinking you're going to go ahead and, and come down to Orlando because you're going to, you want to go to Universal or you want to go to Walt Disney World after it opens back up, maybe start doing some walking or something because we've all been sedentary for the last four months. Your, your stamina and endurance is gone. Let me just tell you, yeah. especially if you're our age or higher. It wasn't that bad for me. You're a kid, though. You bounce back quick. Oh. Me and, you know, McKenna and, and the parents I'm over here, 50. we're old. <laughs> You're not, I'm like 50 years old. You're my old. feet are sore from standing. Yeah. On, like, I, if I stand, my feet are sore. Your feet were bleeding, though. That's true. I also am very dumb, and I well, wear shoes that cut off at the heels, and I wore socks this time. But they were too low. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, my feet got tired. We definitely took advantage of the universal you rest areas, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's important. I, I think, anyway, we'll get into it more with Jeremy and Rhonda, but it it definitely is a different mentality of touring the parks. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah, and and it'll be interesting to see how it manifests itself at Disney. I, I hope that they, and I think they will, but I definitely hope they have their version of you rest areas. I think I, they're going to have to have them. I think they will too. Yeah. It'd be nice if it was in an area with fans or something, mm -hmm. like a theater. The theater would be good. The American Adventure Theater, maybe. Ha uh, ha. Which yeah. is a teaser for what's coming up oh next. Oh my gosh. Nobody else goes in there, so you might as well make it a rest area. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> and I wasn't talking about the animatronic show. I was talking, I guess it's, what is it, the American Gardens Theater? The one where they do like Eat to the Beat and stuff like that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh. So aren't there fans over that? Maybe not. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Maybe that's just exposed. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, this seems like a good time to take a break. Stick with us, because as we just teased, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the American Adventure Pavilion and all the goodness that can be enjoyed when you visit it. <laughs> <laughs> so stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the monorail. It is now time for one of the most unusual M3 4Ds we've ever done. Because first of all, there's no land in the Dawes Dome. No. No. Um, there's also no Kevin. Nope. There's also no mom. No. No Samantha monorail. It's just me, Garrett, and McKenna. So you mean Crazy Frog? It's, it's oh sorry, one. biggest fan. Sorry, it's Chicken Nugget Crazy yeah, Frog fan. Biggest fan. Biggest fan yes. and Justin Monreal. But we're going to try to get this done anyway. Sam had to step out. Work was calling. And so we're going to fill in for her. But that's okay because 
according to all of these people, <laughs> they really don't have any memory of the American Adventure no. No. Pavilion or show. <laughs> They've never been there. They don't know what it is. McKenna only remembers the Regal Eagle, so... I love the Regal Eagle! This is going to be educational for the kids, and hopefully for you all, too. Let me tell you a little bit about the American Adventure Pavilion. First of all, it's the host pavilion. And initially, the plan for the American Adventure Pavilion was going to be that it was going to be, like, right up front of World Showcase. And to get into any other country, you actually would have to walk underneath the American Adventure Pavilion building to enter the rest of the World Showcase and uh, visit the other countries. Now, the reason that was scrapped was because when they started conceptualizing and thinking it through, they felt like that would be a little elitist. Mm. It's basically like saying, you know, America is best, and here we are, right out front of everybody. Technically, to get to World Showcase and go to the other pavilions, you have to go to America. Thanks, Garrett. That's a great (laughs) point. But why shove it in people's face with the American Adventure Pavilion (laughs) inside of an American theme park. Yeah. But, uh, that was the initial plans for the, the concept of what the pavilion was going to be like. And then they decided instead of doing that, we're going to put it like right at the center. So it is still the centerpiece and you get there, you know, it's halfway through whether you go clockwise or counterclockwise. When they were thinking through how to design the American pavilion, they wanted to kind of capture classic American style, something that felt very patriotic. When you walk in, you knew this was like quintessential American uh, facade, right? The the building that you actually um, kind of think of, there's one big building in the American Adventure. The White pavilion. House. It's not the White House. Okay. <laughs> so it was designed by George Terpazzi, and he basically took influence from Georgian mansions And iconic American buildings such as the Independence Hall in Philadelphia and Thomas Jefferson's Monticello outside of Charlottesville, Virginia. It should have been based on my house. Your house is in America. That's true. But I don't think most people associate that with when they think of America, they don't think of chicken nuggets. Well, for a while, the American pavilion was just under construction. When I personally think of America, that's what I think of. (laughs) When they were like building the Regal Eagle. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. It was a day one pavilion, so it did open October 1st of 1982, as with most of the pavilions, although not Morocco, as we mentioned last week. And for the longest time, the American Adventure show was kind of the main thing, main attraction (laughs) of this pavilion. Unless you want to talk about the American Garden Theater, which does house... The, you know, Eat to the Beat concert series and... Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. (laughs) Yeah. And other things, like they do the Candlelight Processional there at the holidays. Um, There's a lot of uses for that. It's a large theater, and they they use it for a lot of different purposes. But yes, it is part of the festivals when they bring in bands and they play the show there. But now I would argue that maybe the biggest draw to the American Adventure Pavilion is Regal Eagle. Regal Eagle. <laughs> Regal Eagle is so good. If you're in Epcot, go to Regal Eagle. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've never been. You're a loser. So, you, of course, you've never been. That's mean. Uh, the American Adventure Pavilion actually started out in 1982 being sponsored by American Express. <laughs> That's stupid. From 1982. <laughs> And early 2000s. And then 
uh, Coca-Cola as well from 82 to 98. That makes sense. Coca-Cola is one of the main corporations that owns everything in America. Coca-Cola sponsors every company. They they do a lot of sponsorship. You see that Coca-Cola symbol everywhere. But Coca-Cola has a pretty big tie-in to Disney. You know you can't get Pepsi products on Disney property. Yeah. Just kind of sad. Pepsi's good. It's all Coca-Cola because they have Pepsi. that exclusive deal. Which goes back, I think, to Disneyland is when that... You really? know, that partnership kind of started. So here's the layout. The pavilion is a single large building, as I said, in the colonial style. It uses port forced or forced perspective. It The forced. building is supposed to... Either uh, one? Mostly forced perspective. Oh. It's supposed to appear to be a five-story building, but it's only actually two and a half stories. It's supposed to look it's like It's more five than stories. one story? I thought it was one story, too. Really? Yeah. I don't think you guys are picturing the building, because they do make it look like it's multiple stories. And from, like, across the World Showcase Lagoon, when you look at it, it does look like it's taller than the other buildings around it, but it's just, it's all, especially when you're standing at the foot of it, it's I all forced perspective. I just, I don't pay enough attention to American Pavilion, because I live in America. Big. Well, I guess you're seeing it as it is instead of what it's supposed to look like. But yeah, I don't pay much attention to that pavilion. Yeah, I, I kind of just walk through it. When you guys walk down Main Street, how tall do you think the buildings on Main Street are? Uh, not very tall. Yeah, I don't think they're... I know that they're, they're supposed not to very look tall. taller. They look tall, but I know they're not. So, it, so. like, forced perspective doesn't work on you guys? It, ne- it works very little times. If I don't know that it's first perspective, it works. But if I like, if I know mm. that that's not actually the size, then it takes me out of it. Okay. Like the castle, I've always seen as really small. I don't think the castle. Cinderella's is big. castle is pretty tall. It's vi- it's big, but they try to make it seem bigger than it is. Mm-hmm. But I see, it's just they kind of make the turrets smaller as it goes big. up. I guess. Yeah. Or the it look Beauty and the Beast castle. Now that one, that's a good example. That the, one always looks. The tiny. Beauty and the Beast castle back on the hill. You can't really like suspend your disbelief and believe yeah. that's a full size castle. Especially no. after really? seeing the picture of the construction oh, worker. Yeah. yeah, that one. Ruined like it for me. Uh, they're as tall as the castle. Yeah. Gosh, guys, you guys don't believe in magic, do you? No, Kong you worked though. Universal, those mountains. I'm like, that was weird because to me that was that, obvious. Yeah, that was like, oh, they painted some mountains back there. Yeah, it was just a 2D backdrop. Oh, that's weird. The, they got me for a little bit. I wish you guys could have seen back when uh, Streets of America were still a thing, and they had like New York Street at Hollywood Studios because you would stand at the end of the street and it and it looked like you were looking down New York City block, like a couple of New York City blocks. And at the end of it was a huge facade that had skyscrapers and oh, stuff. Wow. And if you took a picture the right way, it actually was pretty effective. It looked like it was, of course, back then cameras weren't like <laughs> digital yeah, and high great. def. Yeah. <laughs> Why not just go to New York, losers? <laughs> well, this was showing you what it was like to set up a soundstage so that they could do... They actually made commercials and stuff, like, as if they were in New York. Hey, um, guys, it's me in New York. It's very hot for some reason. It gets hot in New York. Not like here. Oh, it gets hot. All that steel and concrete in the summer. Not Is that like Spider-Man? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, the American Pavilion. I told you this was going to be unlike any other M3 4D we we've ever had. love American Pavilion. Do you guys remember what it's like to step into the lobby there? It's cold. Well, it has some air conditioning for sure. Where? In the American Pavilion. 
the lobby. Yeah, like you step in before outside of the theater. Pavilion. You step into the building just outside the theater. It's like an open atrium with two floors. And there are like some stairs. I and mean, there's exhibits. Like I meant chairs. No, I don't remember that at all. There are benches in there. It's got. Um, that, there are no memories of that. Kind of a rotating like museum kind of a aspect to it, where they bring through different exhibits from like American history and things. You guys don't remember this? We got to go in there nope. next time. Do we? We yes, we do. Because you all are not appreciating. I mean, that's why I was so confused when you said lobby. I'm like, what lobby? Golly, excuse me. Well, it's a square room with an oval shaped area in the middle and a dome shaped ceiling, which actually helps quite a bit the acoustics in the room. And you would want to know that people because people sing in there. A lot? Yes, people sing in there. Why? There because there is a group that performs called the Voices of Liberty. It's an acapella group, and they sing in the lobby of the American Adventure Pavilion. You guys, it's crazy you don't know this. They're awesome. They're really, really good. They've, they've been doing some of the videos like the Dapper Dans where they've recorded some things from home and put out some acapella songs for us I to hear. I am shocked. Yeah. I don't American Pavilion, so. Karen doesn't American Pavilion. Oh, well. I, obviously. I normally just walk straight past the American Pavilion because I can go to Japan. Well, another thing you could see, they do have a Hall of Flags exhibit that shows different flags throughout the U.S. history. Like, There's like three of them. <laughs> and in the theater, in the theater itself, there are 12 statues that represent the spirits of America, the spirits of American the, values. The 13 colonies. So let me tell you about these statues. No. <laughs> There's adventure, represented by a seaman. I'm saying it a specific way to prevent giggles. <laughs> Happen anyway. Compassion, represented by a lady doctor. Discovery, represented by a mountain man. Freedom, represented by a pilgrim. Heritage, represented by a Native American woman. Independence, represented by American revolutionary soldier. Individualism, represented by a cowboy. Innovation, represented by an African-American scientist. People think it's po possibly George Washington Carver. Yeah, peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> he invented peanuts, yeah. Butter. Knowledge, represented by a school teacher. Pioneering, in, uh, represented by an early aviation pilot, possibly Charles Lindbergh. Oh, I thought you were going to say Amelia Earhart. Self-reliance, represented by a farmer. And tomorrow, represented by a mother and child. Oh, it should have been a robot. I just heard the aviation part, and I thought you were going to say avian like a bird. What if it was represented by a pigeon, just like in New York City? <laughs> yes. Freedom and flight, represented by a pigeon. That would be great. <laughs> pretty funny. They're, they're birds. The American Adventure Show is really, really cool. It's like, to me, I think it's still pretty impressive. I realize, you know, it's aged. It's been around a while. But it has so many different set pieces and animatronics. You guys have seen it. I know you don't remember it. The show is narrated by Benjamin Franklin and Mark Twain, um, who did not live in the same time period. No, not at all. Um, and then... The show is presented in this big... It's, it's a huge auditorium that it's... You really kind of end up getting, like, things going on, like, really in this big panoramic space in front of you. At one point, the torch of the Statue of Liberty comes up. It's pretty cool. Like, there's a lot of really cool things in that particular show. Now, 
do people feel like it's maybe the most realistic representation of American history? That's up for debate. But it is probably one that a lot of us were taught in schools. Yeah. A lot of familiar stories. And maybe it shines more of a light on the positive, which is fine. I mean, it is what it is, right? We can argue about it all day long, whether or not it's a balanced and fair representation. But it is what it is. I don't think Mark Twain and Benjamin Frank- Franklin would have liked each other, personally. They might I, not have. I, I don't think they actually narrated that. Karen, they're dead. Well, I would explain it. My, my thoughts that maybe they didn't narrate it. The theme song for the American Adventure is Golden Dream. I think it's kind of a catchy tune. It gets stuck in my head sometimes. I've heard it quite a few times. It's on I, my rotation on my Spotify playlist. Never heard the song You've heard before. it. I've never heard the song before. I've never heard that. Um, and then, of course, we talked about the American Gardens Theater, where we've got the candlelight processional and all the concerts that go there. But let's talk about the main thing that we want to talk about, Regal which Eagle. now is a whole new reason for you to come to the American Adventure Pavilion, which is Regal Eagle. Regal Eagle. Overrated. You've never been there. You don't get an opinion. It's barbecue, right? It's it delicious. Is. Overrated. No. It's so good. It's very, very good. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Regal Eagle Smokehouse. Is it the best barbecue in the world? Probably not. But when you're talking about barbecue... People talk about it like it is. Well, when you're talking about barbecue, you can get on Disney property. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like the variety of sauces you can get that represent barbecue from all across the country. Now, it is supposed to be... It's almost like supposed to be a barbecue cook-off hosted by Sam Eagle. So they've got all these different barbecues that have been submitted as you know participants in the contest. So they represent Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina barbecue, mm. um, all these different influences and styles. So you can try... You know, they've got like dry rub barbecue. Those ribs are good. They've got pulled pork sandwiches... They've got chicken, you know, barbecue chicken. Something pickles. else. Pickles. They've got the pickles that are very good. Mac and cheese the is mac good. mac and cheese. Yeah. And the bread, they got Texas toast that mm-hmm. goes with pretty much everything you get. It's all delicious. I I was happy with everything that we got there. I would eat there again. <laughs> Garrett, you're going to like it, I, I think. And I'm also a big fan of that. I know neither one of you can speak to this, but the Regal Eagle bar that's outside of the quick service location is fantastic. And it is home to one of my new favorite drinks in World Showcase. The frozen mint julep is mind-blowing. If you like mint. If Why Mom is was Sam here? Eagle not actually there? Yeah, it's a good question. It should be more Muppets. We theme. need more Muppets. Hashtag save the Muppets. Mom, need, I know mom likes the bar. She does, yeah. She she likes... They've got like a a moonshine lemonade you can get there that she likes. And then there there was another one. It's like a berry thing. That, Yeah, that might have been the moonshine lemonade. Maybe it was like a... Because they've got something like that at um, Whispering Canyon at Wilderness Lodge. There's a similar drink. It's like a blackberry moonshine lemonade, something like that. And I think she they have a similar drink at the Regal Eagle Bar. It's good. It's very good. But more Muppets. I the, interrupted you. That's okay. The only thing I was going to say, like, from an adult perspective is they they kind of promote it like it's got a lot of craft beers. And it really, I would say that's not very true. It's, I mean, you can get Sam Adams there. <laughs> that's seen by the store. That yeah. Guy from American history. Yeah. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but it's disappointing if you're going and expecting a lot of like micro brews or things you can't get in a lot of different places. They they kind of build it like it was going to have more of that stuff and it really doesn't. Maybe so. it was going to and then they didn't do it. I guess. 
But, I mean, if that's the only disappointment, I can take it because really, Regal Eagle. Well, I guess there's two disappointments. One, the More micro Muppets. brew variety is is disappointing, and no Muppets. The no, lack of Muppets. yeah, More Muppets should have been one. They just used the name. Yeah, I mean, and on the merchandise, Sam Eagle is prominently, you know, featured, but. I wanted there to... I mean, we even joked about it would be cool if there was like a Sam Eagle walk around. Maybe. That hung out in the restaurant. <laughs> like the other thing, it was going to. And then the big dude who hates the Muppets... Big runs bald Disney, boy. Uh, is like, nah. <laughs> the kids won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good impression. <laughs> it's possible. I I do feel disappointed that we didn't get more of... More Muppet theming, and maybe even they could have had an animatronic Gonzo in there. You they know, could have had like the other park does a Sam like a, a Sam Eagle puppet, and someone is talking as him and like talks to people who come up to him. Yeah, like he opens up a little window or something, almost like he's in like a judge's booth. <laughs> yeah, that would be he awesome. Could be judging. You talk about how maybe the meat's not patriotic enough for him. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what I really wanted. Unfortunately, it's subtle. I think it's more subtle theming than even Pizza Rizzo. Yeah, and Pizza Rizzo's disappointing, all too. All Pizza Rizzo did was slap some pictures on the walls, and they're like, Muppet. That sign is good, though. This is it. The sign is fun, but yeah, it needs more theming. I think Gonzo's Royal Flush has more Muppet theming than Pizza Rizzo and Sam Eagle's Regal Eagle Restaurant. It's a good bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've been to it. We've used those baths. They're right outside of Muppet Vision. But anyway, I still will say Regal Eagle is very good. I really like the food. Wish there was more Sam Eagle or any Muppets in there. But regardless, I think if there were more Muppets, people would be like, what is this? This is supposed to be World Showcase. You don't put characters in here. And people would be mad about that, too. People are mad about everything. They're yes. already putting characters. Like, like there's a whole ride that's based off Frozen. Like, it's happening. We can't do anything about it. So, get with the program. And Gardens of the Galaxy is happening. Yeah, Gardens of the Galaxy. So, if they're why be subtle now when they haven't been subtle in the past? It's true. I agree with you. But... That's what's happening. And who knows why, other than to, they feel like maybe they were going right down the middle of the road and it would it would cause the least amount of guest satisfaction problems. Really, I don't though, I don't know why they don't use the Muppets. They're so Who's good. the Muppets? We love the Muppets. Everyone loves the Muppets. Yeah. No one hates the Muppets. I'm sure about that. Well, there are people out there who aren't fans. No. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me, but... It's true. They exist. But that's the American Adventure Pavilion. I mean, I think a lot of people, unless you were going to the show, and it's a long show. It's like a 30-minute show, at least. Oh, wow. Um, that's long. Yeah. But it's you got comfy seats. It's air-conditioned. And it's something to do on a hot day. I mean, typically, you're not going to have to wait to the show. If it's showtime, you can walk in and get a seat. It's, a, it's the theater seats over 1,000 people. So, you know... I don't know why you would not give it a shot, but... Because what if you're American and you learned all of this stuff in history class? Yeah, well, but it's fun. 
It's a fun little... I, I think it's more interesting to go to see the technology that they use, because, I mean, especially considering how long ago this was made, but according to some fun facts that I was reading, it takes 24 different computers to control the show. There are 35 different audio-animatronic characters, and including the first ever walking audio-animatronic, which is Ben Franklin. And then a huge carousel structure holds 10 different show scenes that slide and are lifted into place using hydraulic lifts. It's really cool. It is very, very cool. Like, are loud. It's not, though. <laughs> if you have an appreciation for the audio-animatronic technology that they use to create Carousel of Progress, I think, I don't know, I think you would like this. Carousel of Progress is pretty cool. Yeah, I might have to give it a chance, but 30 minutes is a lot of time, too. But then again, we go to Disney all the time. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be go, go, go. It's yeah. good to take a break. I think we've said all we need to say about the American Adventure, so let's take a break. When we come back, it is time to talk about Magic Kingdom Essential Foods. I know you're going to want to hear it. Hopefully you're not hungry. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the monorail. It is now time to talk about one of our favorite subjects, which is tasty treats. I love tasty treats. And Sam is back. Mom is back. That's not my favorite subject. What's your favorite subject? Math. Um, Animal kingdom. American history. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do. Basically, this was a suggestion from our friends in our Monday Morning Monorail Family Facebook group. As we were doing our five essential rides attraction shows from the theme park, someone suggested we do food. I think it may have been Jeff Burkett, possibly. Possibly. Sounds right. Yeah, it may have been him. If it wasn't, Jeff, you get credit. Whoever actually said it, sorry. But <laughs> good job, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to join this group and be able to influence future content on this show, you can throw out suggestions. You can make comments. Give us questions that you want us to answer, whatever. Join that Monday Morning Monorail Facebook group. It's a great place to interact with us. And we talk throughout the week, all kinds of stuff. Not just, mostly Disney, but not just Disney. So, here's what we're going to do. I, I took a lot of flack about the five essential rides attraction shows from the theme parks. Because everybody thought I made up the rules. You made the rules. They thought I wrote the survey for Disney. I took all of the blame for that survey. I blame you. And it wasn't me. Just like Shaggy said, it wasn't me. So, <laughs> for this particular series that we're going to do, because we're going to do all four parks. We should do the resorts, too. We could do four parks and then the resorts. That'd be fun. Every resort? No, like, just a, just a episode where we talk about essential foods from the resorts. Like, for example, I, Tonga Toast from the Polynesian. Tie-dye. I can't do that. I've had, what, Dole Whip at the Polynesian, that's it. No, you've eaten at quite a few yeah, resort really restaurants. Fish from the Polynesian. Yeah. So you got a lot of time to think about it, because before we get to the resorts, we're going to do the theme parks, and we're going to start with Magic Kingdom. But the way we're going to do this, totally different. There are no rules. The only guideline is it must be something you can get in the Magic Kingdom. That's it. <laughs> That's the only rule. So if you can stick to that, everything will be fine. Well, and I'm not, I'm not answering any questions or making any clarifying statements. 
And Wait, it, I have a question. No, sorry. <laughs> no questions. No clarifying statements. Foods you can, and it can include drinks. I don't care. If it can go in your mouth and you can swallow it, and it's something you get from the Magic Kingdom. Can I uh, barbecue at the Magic Kingdom? No, not something you bring in. Not something you bring in and make yourself. That's what I'm saying. It has to be something you get from the Magic Kingdom. Okay, so like cooking a duck from there. like That will not be appropriate. (laughs) Dang. Just out of bounds. That's all that is. And also, I'm not limiting it to five. It'll be five-ish. Pond water from the Magic Kingdom. Sure, if that's essential to you, <laughs> fine. Don't care. Because I'm not dealing with this garbage anymore. Wait, so we could just say, like, Sunny Eclipse? That's not you food. Can't eat. Can you eat Sunny okay, Eclipse? Okay, 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 fine. Fine. <laughs> e- eating there at the cafe. A food from there. No. Yes, it's, that's an experience. Eating there. You need to tell me what you're eating. I hate you. Stop laughing at me. Garrett, how about this? Look, I, I can point... it's not called that, okay? Stop laughing at me. point something out. You might want to say this. Okay. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. So let's get started. McKenna, you said you wanted to go first. What is an essential food from the Magic Kingdom for you? Okay. Uh, the Famosa... Fomosa. Which is the orange... Uh, orange... What? <laughs> it's it's apple cider, sparkling apple cider with orange soft serve. Yes, orange. that one. It's not a mimosa. It's a famosa from Sunshine Tree Terrace. It comes in a fancy, like, it's, a, it's like a flute, a champagne yeah, flute. Yeah. Um, flute? A champagne flute. That's what they call that. Yes. Um, they put the orange ice cream in the bottom. They pour that sparkling ap- apple cider on top. And it sounds gross. It's so good. But it is really actually pretty good. It is good. Orange. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Good grief. This is out of hand today. I told you it's going to fall apart without rules. No, no rules. So I think that's really good, McKenna. If you're interested in that, it's very refreshing. It's very sweet. When I first saw that on the menu, I was like, this is going to be a disgusting combination. Pleasantly surprised. It was very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. good thing I got it. Good thing you got it. Good, good job, McKenna. Okay, my turn. I'm Go just ahead. kidding. You can Wait, throw one no. out. But, <laughs> but we're, doing, we're doing her list. No, we're just throwing them out one what? at a time. You can throw one out now. No. There are no rules. That Matthew you, makes any sense. Do you have one? Structure. I do. I have five, actually, but I'll give you one. Give me one. Even though it's not year-round, they can make it Red's Revenge. Haha, ha, Garrett is a, p- a loser. <laughs> you had an opportunity to go, Garrett. I'll even be more specific. It was my turn, though. I'll be more specific. No, don't. <laughs> don't. Don't be more specific. Because I know what you're going to do. And you d- you should not. Red's Revenge with chocolate. No, vanilla. <laughs> Ew, yuck. What What is wrong with you? That's why I was going to say yours is still different than mine. I'm not a chocolate person. That's not even good. I like the vanilla with it. <laughs> you rushed to say it before yeah. me. Because it's seasonal, I don't know how much Red's Revenge was. Do you remember? Twenty dollars. No, probably. No, it was That's probably. It was, it was probably, probably like more five like five or six. Bucks. Seven. You like almost six or get seven. Minecraft with that. Yeah. I can tell you the Dole Whip float from Aloha Isle is six dollars. It's five ninety nine. So I bet it was similar. I bet it was too. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, that's one of my essentials. Dole Whip Float! 
from Aloha Isle. Oh my god. Five ninety nine. So that's the traditional pineapple soft serve in pineapple Fanta. I've never had it. I haven't had it. You that can't either. have it. I should Sorry. Try it. We should, should all get too, one. Oh, and then mom can't get. And one. then hug mom and breathe in her face. <laughs> Jeez. No, just kidding. It is good. I like it a lot, and I feel like that's not going to be we're, Dole Whip. Of course, is going to be on the essential list, so this gets it out of the way early. No reason to hold off. Might as well tell people about the Dole Whip. I have another seasonal well, one. Garrett no, hasn't I, said one himself. Yes, yet. he did. Fred's Revenge Chocolate. Come up with your own. I did. Fred's Revenge Chocolate. Hers was vanilla. I have one. <laughs> Mickey Burger. Get, oh. From Cosmic Rays. <laughs> you said you weren't going to say that. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Mickey Burger. Okay. Mickey Burger. So it's a Mickey Cheeseburger from Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe. This cost fifteen ninety nine. It does come with fries. But the cool thing about this burger is it has the Mickey toasted like stamp on the bun, which is cool. And then it's got macaroni and cheese on on the burger. Hot Cheeto powder. And flaming hot Cheeto dust. It's very good. It is good. Tasty. Yeah. I like that burger quite a bit. And that was on my list as well. So the Mickey burger for sure. What's up, McKenna? You had one? Um, I mean, I've been trying to say it for a while. Say it now. Buffalo Tot. From the Friars No. You're trying to steal my list. I know, I that's what I was doing. I did it on purpose because I know you'll have it. The loaded buffalo chicken tots from Friars Nook. They are ten forty nine. I also made those. Thank you very much. Um to Tom. <laughs> yeah. Uh but you know, the Disney food blog, they did a great job. I've got two. And I would like to say mine uh rivaled the uh Friars Nook. Yeah. No. They were good. The 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 homemade version the homemade version was good. I haven't had But this is one of my favorite essential foods from the Magic Kingdom. So loaded buffalo chicken tots, very tasty and it was on my list for sure. Oh no, it was on my list. You stole it from me. On purpose. No. Because you're rude. (laughs) Who wants to go next? Well, I've only given one. Okay. Gosh guys. So this is another seasonal item, but I love it whenever I had it. Um, candy corn, cotton candy. Oh yeah, I that was that. awesome. That was gross. Candy corn is gross. I like really candy bad. corn. Did I you like not try candy it? corn. I didn't like I the didn't candy corn, it. cotton candy. You don't like candy corn, no, cotton I d- candy. I don't like the cotton candy, but I do like candy corn. Okay. My candy pumpkins are better than candy corn. They taste the same. They no, taste like they're wax and different. The same they're different. And they're both gro- good, disgust, They taste gross. different. They taste like they vegetable taste oil. Different. I don't I know like about it. that. I just think it's way too sweet for me. Corn syrup. Um, mm. I have two, though. Okay. Both seasonal. Uh, <laughs> and when you go into Diamond Horseshoe, isn't, isn't that what it's called? Diamond Horseshoe. Eggnog and those Christmas trees. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the not uh the eggnog and the christmas trees were the very merry christmas party yes so they're the free treats you get when you go in there and we should have mentioned even though you can't only get them at magic kingdom they're still essential whenever i go on that party okay noted we should have also mentioned the candy corn cotton candy is a not so scary party yeah exclusive I think you might be able to get it during the day. But. I think so, too. I don't think it's just for the party. Yeah. I think you can get, can get it anytime. Yeah. Around Halloween. Or three months before Halloween. 
have another one. Okay. No, no, Why no. Not? At the Diamond no Horseshoe, their chicken was so good. That need- came on that platter. And I'm usually not a chicken eater. I need to eat there. But I loved it. It was very good. I yeah, I didn't get yet. to eat there for some reason. <clears throat> that was the day that you guys decided not to hang out with Jocelyn. I wanted to go. <laughs> but someone had a neck issue and wouldn't stop crying about it. Hey, I couldn't move my head. I wanted to go to Disney. You could have gone. I told you to go. I know, but I didn't want to leave you alone. See, then it was your fault. It is your right. fault. So, <laughs> what we had at the Diamond Horseshoe was a saloon feast. And it was awesome. It came with carved beef brisket, smoked sausage, citrus marinated chicken, barbecue pulled pork, mac and cheese, harvest baked beans, seasonal veggies, and mashed potatoes. And it was very good. And so that meal is an essential food for you is what you're saying. Yeah, I would take the whole thing again. Yeah. The mashed potatoes were awesome, too. I really liked them. Yeah. It was very good. It, it's a per person, um, all you care to eat. It, it, was it like $35 a person or something? Something like that. Yeah. So it's it's not cheap. It's not cheap. But it's tasty. Yes, Hades nachos. Hades nachos. We're doing a lot of seasonal things. This, That's because they're, they're good. so good. Hades nachos were part of the villains party? Uh, Yes. Okay. And I think they were... There were nachos I got during the Halloween party. And... I really liked them, too, but I don't remember what they were called. They were at Pecos Bill. Were the Hades nachos... Those were in Tortuga, weren't they? Yes. Mm-hmm. They were at Tortuga Tavern, and they were... Weren't, weren't they like buffalo chicken? Oh, my God. Yeah. Zerg noodles. I wondered if you were going to mention oh Zerg noodles. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about how much I obsessed with Zerg noodles for a second there. Those are so good. I still want them. Can you tell us about the Zerg noodles? Okay, so there were these purple noodles in this spicy sauce that was cold. Mm-hmm. And they had um, those... Uh, the Water chestnuts. Water chestnuts and peppers mm-hmm. and... Oh, my God. I don't even... What, the other veggies yeah but that was basically it and it was so good it was delicious cold noodles are amazing and, and that was also at the villains party right? yeah the villains party had some of my favorite food yeah. you know that bubbling like strawberry fanta uh that they get there Yzma's. it was like isma's potion or that something was really good too mm-hmm. i got that for free also you did because it was your birthday mm-hmm. can we go back for your birthday well i don't know if it's open it won't be Aww. his birthday's happening before the park's open so I have another one. Okay. I like the Greek salad at Cosmic Rays. <laughs> okay. Ew, salad. What? No, it's funny. You all are taking my entire list here. That's I, fine. I think it's a really uh, good salad. salad. Was on your list too? The Greek salad Yuck. from Cosmic Rays is actually really good. Imagine eating healthy things. You can get it with chicken and make it a meal. Or without chicken, share it with your husband and make it a side. And salad. get a burger. How come you can't share it with your husband if you get it with chicken? <laughs> because that's, if it has chicken, it's a meal. But you, can't you share that anyway? Yeah, probably. Okay, so what if you don't have a husband and then you can't share it with him? And well, also, if you do have a husband, but he's vegetarian, and then you can't share it if, if it has chicken on it. The Greek salad with chicken from Cosmic Rays is eleven ninety nine. It is tossed in a Greek feta vinaigrette, and it's... Very good. Yeah. It's very satisfying. I've had that a couple times, and I do think that that's good. Can I give you one of mine? Okay. No. The pepperoni pizza spring rolls from the Adventureland egg roll wagon. Oh, yeah. Those greasy things. I didn't have one. Those are good. Yes, you did. 
What? He we split them good. up and we all tried them. And we forced you to eat one and you were upset about it. That's probably, I repressed that memory. You get two egg rolls and you get marinara sauce for seven fifty. And when I pictured these spring rolls, I thought it was almost going to be like the Hot Pockets where it's got the little cubes of pepperoni with like <laughs> melted cheese in there. That's not what it is at all. It's actually like big, generous slices of pepperoni stuffed with mozzarella cheese. It's very melty. It's very crispy. And the marinara sauce is good. I was... Very pleased. I like them better than the cheeseburger spring rolls. No, the cheeseburger were my favorite. They were so good. I, personally, I'm saying I like the pepperoni pizza ones better. So for me, those are an essential Magic Kingdom food. Get those spring rolls. Delicious. I have one more. Okay. And then I'll, that'll be my five. Okay. Okay. Shimei from Be Our Guest. <laughs> that is silly, but okay, it counts. It does count. You said no rolls. I know, but that's not. I knew not that a, when we get you. <laughs> because you could get that elsewhere. But <laughs> I have right. others actually, but I just wanted to say that one because I knew it'd get you. Fine. Will you explain why you? I mean, why you picked that? Because it would get you. That's the only reason you picked it. <laughs> and I also like that beer. It's my favorite beer. Yes, it's and a it's Belgian my first beer. It's a Belgian beer. It's my first beer in the it's Magic Kingdom. It's your first Kingdom. beer. Not ever. <laughs> that was Bud Light, and that was a gross experience. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know how much the Chimay is. I don't have that pulled up. Mac and cheese hot dog. Nice. From? Um, the baseball. Casey's pl- Corner. Casey's Corner. Corner. How dare you? Yeah. You know, can't you get chili dogs there? Yes. Not the foot long one, though. It's too much. I can't believe you would disrespect Casey's. On my list, I had the bacon mac and cheese all beef foot long hot dog from Casey's Corner, thirteen forty nine. I'm with McKenna. Those foot longs, even if you're sharing it with someone, the hot it's dog is too thick, and it comes so with much. fries. Hot dog. Garrett likes the chili cheese dog from Casey's Corner. I do too. I have another thing to throw out: appetizers from the Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen. And I know this is kind of vague, but there are no rules. The thing is, I wanted to put Skipper Canteen on the list in some way, but I couldn't pick one of the appetizers that I liked the most. And I just think it's cool that we have a restaurant in Magic Kingdom that has such a interesting, unique offering. And I want to support that. And that's why I say appetizers from Skipper Canteen. And they range from $9 to $13. I've got one at Skipper Canteen also. Okay. That melon frosty drink. Yes, you can get the melon frosty drink there. That's and true. that's the best soda. The only two places you can get Melon Frosty on property now are Skipper Canteen and then the Coca-Cola Sky Bar, I guess. I don't know what they call it up there at Disney Springs. It, when they have it. Yeah, sometimes they're out of it. Yeah. Which it used to be at Club Stinks. Cool. <laughs> don't talk about it. It's coming back. Yeah. it used. Well, there will. It will come back, but it used to be there. Now yeah. that it's gone, you got to look for I it. I like Melon Frosty a little less now because when I think about it, I think about that one time at Skipper Canteen where I was feeling sick and I was drinking that. Oh, well, you shouldn't blame the Melon Frosty for No, that. I don't blame it. It just reminds me of it. I um, have two honorable mentions for me. Okay. Um, so the story uh, book is, or, whoa, <laughs> spo- oh my gosh, Sorari story book treats mm-hmm. and anti-gravities um, ice creams when they have the special ice creams. Those are always fun. Yeah. 
So those are my honorable mentions. But I'm not, I know you're saying I'm picking like seasonal stuff, no. but I'm talking about whatever season it is, though. Those are always pretty good. No, you, I, I was more laughing because you're picking a location and not something specific. Okay, ice cream from those places <laughs> that are the seasonal yeah, ice creams. Everyone laughed at me when I tried to pick a location. <laughs> no, you no one... said. <laughs> I like the one especially that was mango. That one time it had the balloons on it. That was awesome. Yeah, they do have some pretty cool treats when they rotate in the seasonal stuff in those places. I agree. I'm going to throw out another one you guys haven't mentioned yet. The Fruit and Nutella Waffle Sandwich from Sleepy Hollow. Mm, that's not my thing. $8.29. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Garrett likes it too, but he didn't put a list together beforehand, so he didn't know to say it. Mickey Premium Bar. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that you should only eat a Mickey Premium Bar in the Magic Kingdom. I can't imagine I who would ever say that. Jen and Frank should only eat Mickey <laughs> Premium Bars in the Magic Kingdom. I'm going to go buy them at the grocery store. But, I mean, you are going to go buy them at the grocery store <laughs> yeah. for me. I think they taste better in Magic Kingdom because of the feeling. They taste the same everywhere. Well, it's not really the taste. It's like how good they make you feel. Mm-hmm. In that Magic Kingdom, you're like... They're a little more magical yeah. at the Magic Kingdom. I had one that I should have mentioned while we were talking about Be Our Guest, and that's the French onion soup. Mm-hmm. Now, there's not an individual price, because when you eat dinner at the Be Our Guest, it's a prefix menu, but um, the French onion soup was so delicious. I love French onion soup, and it was very good. What was the... I had a soup of sorts. You had a lobster bisque, right? Oh my gosh. The lobster bisque from Be Our Guest was so good. Yeah. I think... Have we gone over five each? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? No <laughs> rules. No rules. And then the last thing that I had specifically on my list was the Taco Trio from Pecos Bill. Hmm. And the reason I listed this one, and maybe this is a thing of the past, but for ten ninety nine you get three tacos. You can put whatever meat you want, you know, that's on the menu in them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you get to take advantage of the toppings bar and just load up on all those toppings. And who knows? We may never have toppings bars ever again. But in the past... That was a good way to get your value. You could do that, or you could do like the nachos and put stuff on your nachos. The but, nachos are good. But I like the taco trio from Pecos Bill, and I wanted to also just mention Pecos Bill because Mom hates it so much. Yeah, it's not my place. Yeah, so that exhausts my list. I, the, the last thing I had, and it's one of our to-do list items because we've never done it. Every time we're in the park, we're like, we should totally go get one of these. For some reason, we don't. We're going to do it. It's number one when we get back in the Magic Kingdom. A Cheshire Cattail from the Cheshire Cafe. Yeah, we need to get one of those. Five forty nine. I want one so bad. Yeah. So we're good to, we're definitely going to make a priority. That's going to be when we get back to the Magic Kingdom. We got to go get a Cheshire Cattail. That I should mean, be the first thing we do. I mean, if we're allowed to see something we haven't had before, I really want to try that mac and cheese pot roast situation at the Friars Nook. I didn't know they had mac and cheese it's, pot roast um, at Friars Nook. It's like a mac and cheese, and then they have a big chunk of meat on it, and I'll show it. We'll show it. But you can't see it, but everyone in the room can. Pork roast, macaroni and cheese. Oh, that looks good. Wow. That yeah. does look good. No. I want this. That looks like that would be some real comfort food there. Yeah. Um, one of the things missing from the list, no lobster roll from Columbia Harbor House. It's not my go-to now, thanks to um, the boathouse. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I, I just wanted to try it really bad at the Magic Kingdom, but I would say 
That it's not a favorite go-to thing. Kenna, I'm looking at the menu on the My Disney Experience app, and this is Fryer's Nook, and they don't have that mac and cheese pot roast listed. What if I say something that doesn't exist? Then I've been bamboozled. If it did exist, I would have it every time. What? It would be, there's like, you go to the, the place near Pirates of the Caribbean. Tortuga Tavern? Yeah. Okay. There's It's like chocolate ice cream, and it has a little, like a, a candy skull on it. That'd be cool. <laughs> that doesn't exist. You're making up a treat? Yeah. Okay. Or it could be like mint chocolate. The green is like swirled in there, and then the candy is green too, so it's like a cursed skull thing. <laughs> I think that was from a long time ago that McKenna found. Oh. I've been bamboozled. It was written about in 2014. Oh. I'm so sad. Well, sorry, McKenna. You'll never get to have that. That's not fair. Um. But it did look good, and I'm sorry. Okay, well, Mom, you think you can make this? <laughs> yes. Okay. We went to... I don't remember what the name of it was. So when we went and ate at Tortuga Tavern, there was a, a frozen drink that I got there. And it's my first like signature pink frozen drink that I found in the Magic Kingdom. It was tasty. I can't remember what it was, but it was good. So there you go. Yay! Signature pink drink. For Justin Monorail at Tortuga Tavern. Girly. Yeah. Who cares? I thought of a name for my ice cream. Okay. It would be the Scurvy Scoop. <laughs> would it be citrusy? No, because... No, I said it's mint chocolate chip. I mean, uh, not... It's mint chocolate, uh, not chocolate chip. Sorry. Yeah, and also, you avoid citrus if you want to get scurvy. Gotcha. Yeah. So... I'm with you guys now. <laughs> but what's special about it? The candy skull. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it, it the the mint they design it so the mint actually spreads from the skull. Ooh, that'd be cool. You like crack the skull open and the mint spreads over the ice cream. Oh yeah, it could be inside. The yeah, skull. and it Ooh. has they intentionally crack it a little bit so it's already kind of seeping. I out. punched up your but if you, treat. You know, if you like squeeze the skull, it would spread more. What's the base ice cream of this treat? Chocolate. It's chocolate. Ice okay, cream. so then it's like a mint cream. Yeah, you smash that. I like this idea actually. It's pretty good. It sounds gross to me. Would the, I feel like you should flip it. Mint ice cream, chocolate cream. If you flipped, if you flipped it, you could make it to where the um, the chocolate cream is like the stuff that hardens on the mint. Oh yeah, that'd be cool too. That'd be neat. It still doesn't sound good. Mint chocolate is like one of my least or, favorite things ever. It could be. You could choose your flavor. There's one on the outside and like a more flavorful base in the inside mm-hmm. that um, and it's called like buried treasure. Oh, nice. Garrett's got a lot of ideas for pirate-themed ice cream. <laughs> All good ideas. But in terms of food that actually exists at Magic Kingdom, I think we've covered it. We went, Pork Rose. We went way, o- <laughs> we went way over our um, list of five, but that's okay. There's no, there's no ranking. This is just essential Magic Kingdom foods. I um, think as soon as it gets opened back up... We need to get a cattail, and we need to eat a diamond horseshoe again. I would rather try Liberty Tree Tavern because we've never eaten there. I really miss that chicken. I miss that pla- <laughs> that platter of. I really miss that chicken stuff. I know, but there's other good things. It doesn't to eat. matter. And we hear good things about <laughs> Liberty Tree. We still need to eat at Tony's. We still need to eat at the <gasps> Who's Plaza. Tony. Oh, that's at the very front. Yeah. Who's Tony? <laughs> Tony brings the Italian food to your table, and when you're there, your family. They're that's, great. That's apparently universal. Oh, 
Yeah, they're green. <laughs> it's Frosted Flakes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Italian Frosted Flakes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> what makes them Italian? I just said. Alfredo sauce. No! <laughs> uh, I heard from a Swedish streamer that there's a thing in Sweden called American sauce that was invented by them. And what is it? called American sauce. I forgot what it actually is. It's probably sugary tomato sauce. Ketchup. <laughs> I like mayo and ketchup together. Ooh. I mean, that's common. Maychip. That's actually. I know. You can uh, buy you that. You can buy that you? at the store. Yeah. Or is it like mayo chip or something something like that? It's probably ranch. <laughs> ranch. Ranch is good on everything. Mm. You know what else is good on everything? This podcast. Oh, wow. You can have it with breakfast. You can have it any day of the week. And even though we call ourselves the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, it's good all the time. So make sure to tell your friends and bring more people onto the monorail. But this has been fun. We're going to do... More of these, we're going to move through the parks, and then we'll try to do resorts, although Garrett doesn't remember ever eating anything at the resorts. so Can I say one thing since I um, missed the segment about the American Pavilion? No. No. Um, you weren't there. I'm going to say it anyways. Apparently, I like smoked meats because, man, Regal Eagle, that's such a good place we to eat We love Regal too. Eagle. Who doesn't like smoked meats? Vegetarians. <laughs> For Epcot, can we just say Regal Eagle? You could, I guess, if that's what you want to do. Okay. There are no rules. Location. Mm-hmm. Although I don't let you saying a location. I don't. I don't prefer you the to say a location. The smoked meats at Regal Eagle. There you go. That works. So come back for that conversation. But spoiler alert: smoked meats at Regal Eagle mm-hmm. is on McKenna's mm-hmm. list. For now, I want to know what your Magic Kingdom essentials are. So make sure you're part of the Monday Morning Monorail family on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. We're at Morning Monorail. You can also talk to us through the Gmail, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com, and visit our website, mondaymorningmonorailpodcast.com. By the way, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel because you're going to get a lot of different sorts of videos on that channel. This podcast is going to be a Disney podcast until it no longer exists, but our YouTube channel, a lot more variety. Universal videos, probably. Disney videos, definitely. Videos from like Space. natural natural springs parks yep got those too so keep up with our weekend adventures over on the monday morning monorail youtube channel garrett tell them uh, about your channel uh, that's beautiful <laughs> uh skeligummy on youtube mm-hmm. and also skeligummy everywhere else yep you can find him at skeligummy on twitter and subscribe to the skeligummy youtube page for lots of interesting content it's even it's even Skelligummy on Twitch. And, like, every name is taken on Twitch. Wow. Good job. Yeah. You nailed that one down. I think you finally found a brand. So, Skelligummy. Jump on board with Skelligummy and stay on board this monorail. We love having you guys be part of this show. Thanks so much for listening. Hang out with us all week on the socials. And until we see you next week, have a magical week. Bye-bye. Bye. Sayonara. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all real soon.